Welcome to episode 449 of Drunk Dungeons Podcast. For most always, I'm Tyler. Joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Tell you what, man. Destiny 2. That's what's up for me at this point in time. This past week, the new season dropped, season 15, also known as the season of Lost. So that predominantly is dealing with storyline things for those that are very into Destiny 2 as a whole. The whole thing about uh, Sabathun, the character that's been on and off and stuff within like the Destiny lore and stuff. Well, she makes a predominant appearance inside of this season and is leading up to her eventual expansion, like next chapter of Destiny 2 coming out like around next year and stuff. We'll delve a little bit more into it like once we get to that topic. But uh, I am doing fine as a whole and stuff. Got my work stuff done for the week. I pretty much are trying to take some form of a break going forward you know in terms of like uh try to keep from like major work stuff as soon as possible but uh, i'm going to be having a vacation fairly soon so it's going to be nice. an interesting time it's i basically have like some part of like the next not like this week like uh coming up and stuff like that but like friday saturday of uh next week and stuff like that onwards so i basically have like a week off that i need to go through an experiment and so i'm going to use a lot of that time to try to try to get some bit of small projects and stuff done that i wanted to do but uh other than that though it's like i have purchased a couple of different things one being the ps5 version of ghost of tsushima the director's oh, cut. Cool. I just wanted nice. to jump into it because predominantly I looked at my game profile for when I was playing Ghost of Tsushima originally. And uh, yeah, you know what? I did go through Act 1 and stuff, but I was still fairly early inside of that game, all things considered. So I decided to just like tuck her down and stuff like that and uh, buy the PS5 director's edition. So it was like 30 bucks roughly, but at the same time, I played a little bit of it. It looks great. It obviously plays fluidly. And yeah, so far, so good, you know. But uh, yeah, I've been doing pretty good. How have you been doing, Tyler? Doing okay. Doing all right. Uh, had a minor mental breakdown before the podcast. <laughs> uh, I found out what a YouTube or a VTuber is uh, on Twitch, and Gable showed me some things that I didn't know existed on the internet. Um, and he witnessed me having a mental like uh, episode, we'll call it. Um, of realizing we've gone too far in the world. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're not, I'm doing all right. You know, I, I was, uh, tempted to buy, uh, the ghost Shima thing. Uh, you know, I was like, I was, when I had my whole rant a while back about the whole thing, I was like, my problem wasn't the $30 thing. It was the, the $10 thing about just upgrading to the basic version. But, right. uh, I've been wanting to check it out. I heard it like the only thing that sucks. Though, is I heard like the. The DLC is only like an extra like four hours, so it all depends um, upon what you do with the content. If you want, to yeah, but I, if you want to do like yeah. just this, yeah, if you 100, I heard it's like eight to ten, but um, if you want to find everything on the island, but like the the main part is like three to four hours. Um, so I'm probably gonna wait, and if there's a sale or something, I'll yeah, jump on it. But uh, I got other stuff I want. I've been playing through though, but uh, yeah, nothing too too crazy going on with me. Uh, I have a. You know, next weekend we got a three day. I got a three day weekend next weekend. We got mm-hmm. with uh, Labor Day, which is awesome. And then 
you mentioned you got a week uh, coming up or yeah, a week off coming up here soon. Yeah. I also I have a week off coming up at the end of next month. So nice. uh, I have been looking forward to that. And then Gables after that, it's it's extra life season. You yes, know, it couple, is. We're, we're just a couple months away. Um, about yeah, November 5th, I believe, is the date for that. So we are itching ever so close closely to that. It's very annoying right now. I have uh, I'm in a talking ship uh, football group chat. And they are going off right now. So every every time there's a message, I get a pop up in the corner. I get a pop up on my phone. And I get a pop up on my computer. And it's driving me goddamn nuts. But uh, they just started when we hit record. It, n- nothing for, for hours, and then there's fucking another one. God, oh my god, there's three at one. Oh my god, I gotta figure out a shut. It's just not stopping. Okay, give me a second here. Go to, go to notifications. Turn off. There we go. All right. Bam. It is an done. Onslaught of info and information. And like all there was. I, I had ten fucking notifications pop up in about thirty seconds, and you get a, you get a little ding and everything. I was, oh my god! I was I could not focus. Um, it's off though now, guys. Uh, but god, that was terrible. Um, I don't know. Doing okay. You know, another busy ass week. So uh, just trying to get in my time there. You know, I've been. Um, I, I saw a thing, Gables though that there are there is an apple cider drink at starbucks okay for the season and i really want to go try it oh i don't know if you tried it i was i was gonna ask if you tried it because i I know you're more you i I don't go to starbucks much uh anymore um i haven't gone actually probably a month now uh but um that's a lot for me it's a long time i used to go like two three times a week um but uh i think about tomorrow morning going up and get me one of these fucking things because it just sounds fantastic i was hoping you would i was hoping you had a reference point for me you've let me down gables you've well i didn't down. know this thing was uh, existed up until today so hey God damn it, gables. well you got the tomorrow morning get up let me get it let me know if it's good and i'll go get it myself if you say it's good you're my go-to on these things uh but no, <laughs> okay. it's, it's just been a week uh but you know it's been a pretty good week for gaming as well, Gables. Yes. Uh, so we had multiple. This, I just got it's. I came. I'm trying to look at my phones to get the show notes, and it, it's just pop up galore on here too. God damn it! Leave me alone. <laughs> Sorry. It's it's. I'm having I'm having yet another mental breakdown on the show, and now people can see it. Everybody can see it besides Gables. All right. So um, now I'm getting pop ups on fucking the websites I'm going on here. All right. So. Um, I'm so flustered right now. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but uh, so we had a uh, opening night live on uh, Wednesday, um, which is pretty cool. We had a well, so we had the Xbox Gamescom thing. You know what? Yes. It's probably that was the day before, so it probably makes more sense. Let's go jump into that first because we can probably get to that fairly quickly. Um, so give me a second here to get through the pop-ups and everything like that. All right. So we had the the big event. They did go go into it. Say they're not going to talk about anything new. There's going to be no new announcements. We're not going to talk about stuff that's been mentioned before. Um, so a lot of things that were, were shown off there is like they did some once overs on uh, like, you know, Forza Horizon. They unveiled some new, some new cars. We, we got to officially see the cover. Um, it's got the, it's got a 2021 uh, Bronco on the cover. That's coming November 9th. Uh, and possibly the, one of the sexiest controllers I've ever seen. Uh, I wish I pre-ordered. Uh, Gables was like, did you see that new Forza Horizon controller? I'm like, Gables, <laughs> I, I pre-ordered that bitch. That thing is a sexy AF. Um, 
And then we spent like a good 30 minutes just going online and looking at the Xbox controllers. <laughs> After that, uh, we went down a whole rabbit hole. But um, we had that. Showed off some more uh, gameplay for that about driving around. I'm I'm really uh, I don't know where your where your level are, are for the Forza Horizon Five. Uh, it's coming November 9th, but I mean I I'm really pumped for to check this out. What about you, Gables? Yeah, you know what I am fairly excited to see how well that does. You know I mean I am a fan of the Forza Horizon series. You know in general, so it's it's like I'm still playing little bits off and on Horizon Three. I have Horizon Four and stuff, but it's the type of open world sort of game I do enjoy because you're just doing a bunch of races, doing a bunch of different things, collecting a whole bunch of cars and it is a fantastic time. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty relaxing too, especially if you turn on a podcast or something and you're just going through and you're just doing shit. It's very cathartic sort of way. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I, I had a lot of fun with four when it came out a few like twenty eighteen, I wanna say. Yeah. Um definitely like these are the kind of games like I, I don't like full price I definitely wouldn't be paying for, but it's like I'm not gonna have that much fun with it you typically with these kind of racing games, but coming to Game Pass is just a no brainer to check out, obviously. But uh we also had uh, Age of Empires 4. And this was kind of like the, the theme of this whole event where um, I was telling Gills for the show because he didn't watch it. I, I skimmed through a lot of it uh, once I realized what the show was. Is It basically was like a Nintendo Treehouse kind of event where it's like we're doing deep dives on a bunch of stuff you already know about. And if you're just not interested in this stuff, you're going to be extremely bored. Um, and you know, I went in with low expectations, but even still, I was just like, I was expecting a little bit more. Uh, but it was just a lot of stuff. It felt like a very old school, like Ubisoft press conference. A lot of ways were like, but without the big announcements were like the, those old ones, they'd be like two plus hours. And you're like, all right, here's us monologuing about this next game. Here's a trailer or a tease or a full breakdown or whatever of this new game. And then we're going to sit down and talk about it with the dev developer for 15 minutes. And that's kind of what this was without the minus the big announcements. And that I always hated that. And I think a lot of people hate that. And they, we've seen, you know, how Ubisoft has definitely changed that over the last few, about three or four years. Um, there was more streamlined event. Uh, and this was just not that. Like I said, it felt more like a, a treehouse type of thing. Or I think they have like the Xbox ID events they do like every six weeks or so. Yeah. Where it's just kind of like, but it's, it's not like actually like an event where like they're, you know, going to places. It's more just them talking on like a zoom call or something like that and like if you really want to know more about it, there's more information here but it, this felt like a bigger one of those um they had like a, a 20 minute section where they talk about age of, age of empires 4 um okay talk a lot about weapons uh the big thing coming out was a trebuchet which was the big thing like uh, it's one of the minute fit was like uh, it was a, a weapon from age of empire i don't know it was very boring gables that's all i gotta say that i, I was just like okay this is when i started just fast forwarding through a lot of shit um, one of the big things that was like announced at this thing that like kind of just kind of got glossed over because they didn't really talk about it. Like, so they cut to like this big scissor reel, like right. this whole thing was all pimping out game pass. Um, and obviously that's their big thing. Um, but they went to like the scissor reel thing of like talk about all the cool things about game pass. And they announced that cloud, ga- cloud gaming, which has been something that, um, you know, like they brought to like phones and stuff like that. I've talked about recently, like I, it's a, it's in beta on phones. I was playing through a couple games on my phone, I I, I I was playing cloud games on my PC, stuff like that, and it's working. It works super duper well. Uh, they also announced that uh, coming this winter that you'll be able to uh, stream or through cloud gaming, uh, you can play Xbox Series X and S games on an Xbox One console. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. But as like I said, it, like they didn't talk about it. Like it literally cut to a, a reel, like a trailer. 
and then came back and moved on. I'm like, what? That was probably your biggest announcement. And it kind of like, if you didn't read the text at the very end, it was, you, you missed it. Um, they, they announced more about, uh, Microsoft flight simulator. Uh, they, they kind of like, there's going to be some more updates coming next week. Uh, I think Germany, Austria, and Switzerland were announced, uh, as those new events, some new, some new planes, uh, and they they have the they announced the Top Gun partnership they're doing, but I, they keep I think because the movie keeps getting delayed, they're they're waiting until the movie comes out to right. do the, the event, which makes sense. Um, they announced that there is a uh, uh, Borderlands ship coming to Sea of Thieves. Okay. Uh, I believe that is out now, and there's going to be an event on. Uh, that, oh, there's an event that goes on until September seventh, um, but you can get that ship at any point in time. I think there's a couple of missions you can do, um, but I don't think it's like anything you know huge, but. It's a very weird ship. It just—it's basically like, it's the Borderlands colors with the Borderlands logo on it, and that's oh. the ship. So I don't—I don't, I mean, I think if you're in the ecosystem, cool, but it didn't do anything for me. Um, they announced that State of Decay Two was getting a new update called Homecoming, uh, and this is adding the original the map of the original game to it. Uh, that comes on September first. Uh, this is kind of came out of nowhere because last year they announced State of Decay Three. So it's like a year after you announced the sequel, you announced an update for your, the, the, you know, the current one. It was just very weird to me. Uh, but so there's new, there's going to be new missions added to it, but basically you can go back and play on the old map on the, on say to K two. Um, we had some more, like the wasteland three. They added, there's a new, um, expansion for that. Um, just scroll through they started off with like dying light 2 was their big kickoff thing yeah and it just it's just a deep dive now to talk about it more didn't announce anything just more gameplay on it uh Crusaders king kings 3 is coming to xbox series s and x later this year uh they did the another cool thing they did the humble humble games which people like know humble bundle and stuff like that um they announced like a partnership with them where like they did a scissor wheel thing with them with a bunch of cool uh, indie games like so like dodgeball academia yep. is one of those games um, that they have a uh, a bunch of games coming from Humble uh, that they're publishing. They're coming to Game Pass later this year or in the next year or so. So a good chunk of games came out of that. Um, but I mean, they're indie games, so you take a look at them if you like them. Uh, they had like Stray Blade was announced. That was actually an announcement that's coming to Xbox Series S and X next year. Uh, I believe it's also coming to Game Pass. It looked like a uh above par phone game hmm. the way, way i put it uh the gunk got a trailer that's coming in december what was weird though they did a tra- like a 30 second trailer of just like the guy going around cleaning up the gunk there was no like explaining what the fuck the game is what you're doing uh the release date the release date they announced on twitter like shortly afterwards um, we still have really no fucking clue. Like this is the steam world people like steam world dig Two, which people love. Yeah. Um, I love steam world heist. Uh, but we still have no idea what the fuck this game is. So, uh, yeah, it's coming they, in December. Yeah, like, exactly. We seen... I mean, this the game was supposed to be coming out in September and stuff and they uh, delayed it until December. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, th- that was the event. Basically there was not, like I said, not a lot. It was a very, I mean, like I said, they kept, it's one of those things. I love it when you say hey here's what's not going to be there here's what to expect and when they hit it and 90 percent of the time even when it's not that great you you go away okay yeah you said it wasn't gonna be that great and it's whatever i'm not bummed about it and this one was like you said it wasn't gonna be that great and i'm like even that this was not good 
Like <laughs> it was, and it wasn't like anybody was bad in this whole event. Like, um, like nobody was did a bad job. It was just like, this is just like I said. If you're not interested in any of this shit, you're just not gonna care. And that's kind of what that was. I don't, I don't know. Definitely a skip. Unless there's like a game you're interested in hearing about, there's no reason to check this out. Uh, but getting into the meat and potatoes of everything, the very next day, uh, they uh, Jeff Keeley does opening night live. Something he's been doing for a few years now. I think this is year three actually. Um, so it started off with a CG trailer of the announcement of Saints Row. Saints Row. Uh, this is an official re- uh, reboot. Um, it's it's going to take place. Uh, they actually did like a preview event, I guess, last week for some journalists and stuff like that. But uh, that is coming. It's coming on February twenty fifth. Um, to everything, and this is like has none of the characters from the original game. It's taking place in like basically like a Southwest America. So like, you know, like I think of like very deserty, um, like Arizona kind of, kind of look and feel to it where they did jump back later on into like a little bit of like alpha gameplay, but I mean like it's glimpses and seconds here and there, but it's, it sounds like it's a very much in between of like, cause there's definitely like a big split with saints row. Whereas people like, you know, like me, uh, and like, you know, if you've been a long time listener, like I think the last one came out, in 2013 i want to say yeah around that time saints row 4 and i mean it was after the podcast had started i remember us talking about the show and i remember all of us came away from it like it's really good it's this crackdown saints row um but like we like a lot of people like me like i played the air saints row games three i fucking adored I loved. Uh, I know, like Jake was the same way. I can't remember Gables if yes, that, that was how the you same way as well because I finished okay. that game on the PS3 and stuff, and I loved that game because yeah. Saints Row the Third, in my honest opinion, is the pinnacle of that series where mm-hmm. it had a very a lot of good highs in that regards. Hell, with the yeah. wrestling montages, the homages to like with Hulk Hogan and like this and that, you know, Probably it was like damn. it was so much fun to go through that the whole mission where you have to escort you drive around with a tiger inside the back inside yeah. the passenger side so you don't have to drive in, <clears throat> like a certain way and the damn thing attacking you it's just that structure that style of wackiness and stuff and that and the very much the craziness in terms of like just just fucking messing with people like giving them fucking drop kicks and stuff and bulldogging them out of yeah. nowhere and stuff it's that type of stuff that made that saints row series what it was and that was good stupid fun you yeah know? and like Saints Row Four went kind of like crazier with it, where it's like, uh, I um, Johnny Gap became president. It was basically like we're making fun of like mass like Bioware games as well, uh, and it's like we're like virtual reality and like we're like all these weird ass levels. And it was like really cool, but it was like you had superpowers. The game was just broken though because like you were so powerful, like it made the game extremely easy. But like, so it was less fun to play. Uh, but like there was definitely moments and moments of like greatness, but like I didn't realize this until like this was announced. Like there, like there's like a big divide between like people that loved Saints Row one and two, but didn't love three and four. And there's people like a lot of people like us that love three and four, but didn't like one and two. Right. And this is like, and I think that even like the developers talked about after four came out, I was like, we got to go back to the drawing board and figure out what the hell we're going to do with the rest of the shit. This, Cause they kind of went, I mean, I remember at the, after they beat it, I was like, I mean, they really like, like cause I, think, I believe at the end like they time they start time traveling, and I'm like oh, I'd be cool if they did, like started doing like these Saints Row spinoffs with like you know at these like different whatever. But they kind of went back dry board and like it's been, I guess they did Agent of Mayhem in between that which no one played. But uh, yeah, 
Uh, so then, like, th- this is all they've done, you know, since then. So it's been except eight years, basically, between these games. Uh, and it sounds like everybody's really upset about this thing because it's like they're trying to like hit the middle of like one and two and three and four fan base because they've like I said there's a lot of people that fell off at three and there's a lot of people that jumped on at three so um good or bad like like I said I love three and four is still really good I did not like one or two that much um so is it's very weird like I guess like it sounds like it's like they try to find a way to like balance it and make everybody happy and they just found a way to make nobody happy uh, out of this because it's like it's very much more of a realistic um I don't know like more of like it, they're going for more realism they said in this but it's also like the wild craziness that you love of Saints Row so okay. I just don't know how they're gonna I don't know how they're gonna hit it how it's gonna land um I would just been very happy with like and like they said there's gonna they stay I guess in the in the preview events people ask like if there's gonna be any ties to the previous game they said no absolutely not this is a brand new Reboot, those games do not exist in this game. So, uh, Johnny Gat, all those characters do not exist in this game. So, it's very curious how that's going to work out. But, um, wait to see. Maybe we'll, we'll see some gameplay for it here. Because like, I, I, I want to hold before, you know, because this is all of the secondhand information we, we've got right now. But, like, in, like besides, like, glimpses of gameplay. But I definitely want to wait and see more from this game before I, like, really judge this game. Uh, next up, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is that XCOM Developer game, the uh, uh, Firaxis, uh, people that make XCOM. This is the game that was that leaked right before E3 last year, and everybody assumed it would be at E3, even though everybody said this game will not be at E3. They didn't, you know, whatever, it's, just, it's the internet for you. Um, this one is, you know, they said it's a tactical RPG. Uh, like Ghost Rider, Blade uh, will be in there. Uh, Iron Man, Wolverine will be in there. This is coming in March 2022. Uh, this was a CGI trailer. Um, and it's, we're going to, we're going to see the gameplay reveal on September 1st. So in a few days, we'll be seeing the gameplay on that one. Uh, I've always been the guy that's always been like, I hate when people fucking go nuts over CG trailers when we've never seen the gameplay, especially for a brand new IP, all that. But I got to tell you the vibes I'm getting from this trailer, the CGI trailer, I've kind of like, I was super pumped for like the idea of like an XCOM Marvel's game. Like I love the XCOM gameplay style, I just hate everything else about XCOM. Like, I don't want all the other, like, shitty guy doing between the game. I like playing the game. Um, and the vibes you're getting out of this one, it's like not dealing a lot more, like, with magic and ruins and stuff like that. And, like, I guess not all the characters from, like, Marvel are going to be there. It's just some of the characters. That kind of, like, I don't know. The, the stuff you're hearing out of this kind of just, like, bummed me out a little bit. Uh, like, I just want, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. I can have, I'll, I'll have all the Avengers will be there. Maybe we'll have some like Wolverine and the X-Men will be there. It's like, no, it's just like a handful. I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, I don't want to judge it. It's kind of like the thing. I don't want to judge it too much, but it's like my expectations uh, have changed drastically from, from this. I don't know. We're, I know you're not the Marvel guy, Gables, but you got any interest in when this, we find this season gameplay? I'll be perfectly honest with you. I didn't even know what the hell this game was when I first saw the trailer of it. All I know is it's like there's Marvel characters. There's a select couple of Marvel characters that they showcase and stuff. But I don't know whether or not what the main aim of this game is supposed to be. It's supposed to be like some sort of multi, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance style of games. It's supposed to be some No, sort it's going to be an XCOM. Game. It's, it's going to be an XCOM game. Oh, okay. So it's going to be like a real-time strategy sort of-esque type of game. Yeah. Oh. Well, honestly, I am kind of like 
so-so on it, you know. Not really into that sort of style of games, but at the same time, I haven't seen too much gameplay and everything else to get a very good informed opinion about it. All right, yeah. Like I said, well, we'll see some. We'll see gameplay on the first. So uh, wait till then. Um, next up, we had uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. We found we saw some gameplay or some gameplay from the campaign, um, and this is kind of based on the rumors were true from this, where it's like an alternate reality of like if World War Two didn't end after Hitler's death. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember when they said it's going to take pl- what what time period it is. Like I think it's like the fifties or sixties, but it's basically like the World War's been going. It's still going on. Um, which I am a huge fan of like alternate like history kind of stuff. I love that. Um, especially like world war two, like when like the alternate reality of like, uh, like, of uh, you know, if, if the Nazis won or if Hitler didn't die, like, like Wolfenstein, not only is that game fantastic, I love like reading all the news articles and like reading all the lore of that game. Cause it's like, it's so fascinating. Like, like, even though it's a fantastical version of it, it's still cool to me. And like, there's a there was a there's a TV show on Amazon. I came Man in the High Castle. Um, that I got into for a couple of years. I knew, I never went back and finished it, but like that was all about like you know the history of like if you know if basically if you know uh, it's like I think it takes place in like the 60s and like if the Nazis won the war and like took over the world kind of shit. It's like I love that idea. I just don't know if Call of Duty like those stories have never been like really great. They have had great moments and like really cool. Like they've always like I've always called them the Michael Bay of video games. Um, just cool moments, like, you know, popcorn movie kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if they have like, you know, the hookspa, I guess. I don't know. Uh, to pull off a really cool story potentially, but, uh, I don't know. Gables, like what's, what's your thoughts on all this? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, it's like, I can understand like some bit about it though, but, uh, I, I really don't have too much of like a, solid opinion really about it you know it's not really much inside of my forte <laughs> yeah no, that's fair yeah i don't know like obviously everything going on with the whole activision shit and it's only getting worse because yeah come to find out that they're shredding evidence <laughs> yeah yeah it's not it's, uh, it's not looking good for them it's not looking good for them they sound like they're real piece of shit over there um, it's like they're, it's, so. it's it's just they're finding ways to make it worse you know it's, yeah. it's hilarious it's just tragically hilarious how it's like yeah. You get accused it, for this stuff. You're doing unlawful shit, and all of a sudden, it's found that you're destroying the actual evidence in the lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's like it's it's not funny, but it's at the point. It's like all we could do is just kind of throw our hands up and laugh a little bit. Yeah, like, really. It's it's awful. It's awful what's happening, but it's just like you got like it's just everything they're doing is just so stupid. Um, but moving on, we got the Halo Infinite. We got a like this is like the weird shit like people were talking about. It was like the the coolest shit that could have come out. Like, I think the baseline for people who were expecting at the XCOM game, the Xbox Gamescom thing was like, oh, we'll get a release date for Halo. And it didn't happen. I was like, oh, maybe they're going to announce some 20th anniversary of Xbox kind of stuff. Didn't happen. No, Gables. Mm-hmm. They saved it all for Jeff Keighley <laughs> for some oh, reason. Like, so we got we got to release date here. But unfortunately, uh, Xbox, who is the worst at like leaking shit on their store, yep. uh, they leak shit constantly on there. Uh, they always post shit wait, like months early sometimes in this case a few hours too early um so the halo infinite release uh, release date is december 8th mm-hmm. um talk about last week they they said the co-op online co-op won't be there at launch uh, but uh they also showed off the uh, the halo infinite uh uh xbox elite controller that you can get and well you can't get it's out of stock already and then the xbox 20 series x 20th anniversary uh console which 
Gables and I uh, were drooling at because we were looking it up on here before we we started recording. It's like, God damn, that fucking controller is sexy as fuck. And so is that console. (laughs) Yes. Yes, to be perfectly honest. To be perfectly honest with you, man, like $200 for one controller is like, God, that's a... That is just like a freaking deal breaker for me. But like, if it's packaged alongside of the Xbox Series X console, it's like, you know what? That would be fine by me because yeah, I am a Halo fan. I really did like the design of that console, and if I can find it somewhere, you know, with a decent price, that so I can actually have the money to buy this stupid thing, then yeah, that that would be actually pretty nice because I want yeah. the Series X. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, man, I mean, I got the Series S, so I'm good with that now. Uh, yeah. Even though every now and again, I got just my seat here, sorry. Uh, every now and again, like, I regret, like, gosh, she's just got the fucking X. She's just waited and got the X. But, like, man, the Series S has been the uh, best purchase I've made this year by far. There you go. Um, but, um, yeah, like, God damn it. Like, I was telling Gables, like, my, my thing about controllers. And, it's like, I, I fucking love a good-looking controller and that. And, I like, I, I keep, like, getting close to, like, wanting to buy some of these, like, I was telling him like all these are like controllers I bought in the past, like special ones and stuff. And it's like, I, I have the pre, I pre-ordered the Forza one, but I was like, I can still cancel it. Cause like, I feel like if I'm going to buy like another Xbox controller, it should just be the elite. But I'm like, I want to buy like a cool one, but also I'm kind of afraid. Cause like, you know, series, I got to imagine series three is coming eventually. Mm-hmm. Or there's going to be an awesome gears one. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, yeah, got... dude. Cause I remember I, I bought my Xbox one. controller. I have the pink and black one that I love. Uh, but, um, I, if you can't tell, I love pink and black. If you're, if you're watching us, the, the video version, um, but they, uh, like not too long, literally like the week after they released that, when they announced the gears five, four one, and it was fucking awesome. Like, God damn it. So I want to wait till like when gear six comes if or, like before. Uh, but I mean, like I said, I got that four to one. That's so sexy. But, uh, the next game that showed up was, was cult of lamb. Which is kind of like a, um, it's a Devolver Digital game, so obviously there's going to be a style there to it. Uh, but it's coming in 2022, I believe it's coming to Game Pass. Uh, but it's a base building and dungeon crawling game. But like you, I believe it's like a roguelike, and it's like basically like you're sacrificing, you're you you play as a lamb, but you're also sacrificing lambs to like this like basically like the devil sort sort of like like to this these people or this this monster I guess. Uh, kind of thing. It's a very unique looking game and cool like idea. I just I don't like I said for the most part Devolver Digital games don't always really stick with me. Um, but it looked very unique when I saw it. Did you, see, did you see this one, Gables? I did see this one. It looked kind of interesting in some regards and stuff like that. But I'm at that same time. I'm at that same point. You know, it's like the roguelikes. You know, unless something is like specifically interesting about it, they don't strike me as like fairly enticing to want to play. And this was just kind of one of those games where it's like I saw the gameplay of it, I saw the general idea of it, and but I was just not interested in playing with it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Like it's gotta be like I've never been a roguelike guy until Hades, and I beat my very first roguelike uh, this week. I'll talk about that later. Hey, there you go. But yeah. what I will say, it's like we're at a point now with uh, specific game genres, especially with Metroidvanias and with roguelikes, that there are everywhere. And now it's starting to feel like the oversaturation to a point where a lot of them are either starting to blend in to be like the same type of 
stuff, and it's starting to like kind of like stagnate. It's sort of similar like years ago when we had so many of like these two D platformers. They like on GTA clones, shit like GTA that. Like, clones. We like, go with that. It's like well, someone yeah. was saying. Uh, I think it was this week. It was during this week. Uh, with the call, yeah, it was it was after the opening like, live and all that, like all these, and, like the indie games that were shown off throughout the week as well. It's like, excuse me, I'm very burpy right now. There's three type of games. There's the Metroidvania. There's a roguelike that sometimes bounces in between the Metroidvania. Yep. And there's 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 fucking battle royale games. That's it. Yes. That's the list. That's, That's all we have. This genre of games that are predominantly coming out right now, you know, and it's like, yeah. unless you have a specific type of gimmick or have a specific type of thing that's unlike the others, you're going to be ignored and you're going to yeah. be buried on those digital download lists because only this, only the higher echelon of those types are going to be making and getting selling great. Hades yeah. is one, and then you have like things like Hollow Knight being another. You know, those are good yeah. examples of both genres. Hades, oh, Souls likes that Souls like games. Souls that's likes. the other one too. Yeah. Oh yeah. The it's very, it's very likes. limited. Yeah. Like I mean, a dead that, cells or shit. That's just the you know that's how games are though. Like if yeah. one of these things blows up, it's like I said, like three generations ago, GTA three came out, and then every game had to be GTA. Yep. And then you know, then Call of Duty came out. Every game had to be Call of Duty. It's just that's. Every game had to have multiplayer. It's like that's that's video games for you. Like that's gonna happen, but it's just worse now because it, like I should say worse. It's just there's a lot more of them now, and it's a lot more flooded because of indie games. Because we didn't have indie. We had indie games ten years ago, but not to the level of the way we have indie games yeah, now. Now we have triple A like roguelikes, say like Returnal yeah. and the upcoming Death Loop and stuff, to where their concepts yeah. are interesting and stuff. But I'm kind of hesitant. I'm kind of hesitant in wanting to play them because I know exactly the type of styling of game things that they're trying to be yeah. or aiming to be, but yet that I'm not really grasping on to wanting to play them. Yeah. At all. No, I get that. <laughs> and I, I definitely think if Returnal came up before Hades, Returnal will be looked at a lot better, but it's like, I think Hades just might be, I think Hades just might be a better game guys. It seems like it. Um, it feels like I, I played both and I really got into Hades and I did not like Returnal. So uh, no, I didn't dislike Returnal. That game was just, very hard and um, I mean it's really like they're supposed to be very hard but it's, it's very hard and a, a lot of shit was thrown at you I just didn't like it it's not my, it's not my bag uh, one game that is my bag uh, is Midnight Fight Express this game looked fucking phenomenal this is one of the games I was talking about like uh, that was in the sizzle reel with uh, Humble Games mm-hmm. the day previously on Xbox at the Xbox event uh, but it was like that was like the one highlight of that whole thing outside of the Forza controller um for me, and then they got a, like a full actual trailer for this. This is coming next summer. Um, it's made by one guy. And it's basically it gives me like that. Um, what was that Devolver Digital game? Uh, Hotline Miami. Okay. It's giving me that kind of vibes, but like Ooh. a lot more. It's not like the two D eight bit whatever you want to call it, or the top down eight bit kind of graphics. Uh, but it's 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 like it, you know it's an indie game, so it's not like it's crazy. But this guy, this guy, he's he's a father. Making this game by himself uh, from wow. Poland, uh, but man, this game looks fucking phenomenal. Everybody, I, 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 I implore everybody to go check this trailer out if you haven't. Uh, but it's basically you're just beating the shit out of a lot of people, and like you have like you're like fucking breaking people over a goddamn kit, like sinks. Uh, you got like you got like a fucking thing like you're trolling around hitting people with. This game looks awesome. I cannot wait for this game when it comes out next year. 
Did you get a chance? Did you see this one, Gables? I don't think I got a chance to see that trailer, but that sounds interesting. The concept oh, of it. I'll have, to, I'll have to send it to you. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, another game that was uh, talked about was, uh, so this one was like, they basically uh, delayed it without announcing it, without like, they they said they delayed it without actually saying they delayed it, uh, to steal a term from TikTok there. Uh, so TMNT Shredder's Revenge, mm-hmm. we had a character reveal. This game was supposed to come out this year, and they said. Uh, basically, it's like, hey, the, like, this game's coming out in twenty. This game's coming out. They didn't say like, oh, it's delayed. They say this game's coming in twenty twenty two, and here's a new character, and it's uh, April O'Neil as a playable character. Um, it looks like she just kind of does a lot of the same things that like the turtles do. Like, there's that one point where like, like the turtles will do like a thing where like they like use their backs and like sandwich a guy, an enemy, and um, she actually does that move too. So I guess in that turn, and she can also like revive. Uh, her downed uh, like the, when the turtles get knocked down, she can revive them with a, with a uh, um, a p- uh, pizza. So oh. that's a fun fact. You can also do that with me in real life. Um, so. <laughs> I really like the gameplay trailer though. I really did like the whole echelon of the the classic arcade like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles style of like beat 'em up games and stuff. I do like the addition of April O'Neil because that's a classic character. She has looks like her own type of like moves as well, specialty sort of moves. But I hope that means they're going to be adding in more characters than that because I want to see some Casey Jones. I want to see some like maybe Usagi Ujimbo, you know, just all these classic like uh, TMNT characters, you know. So yeah, it's going to be interesting seeing that game like in 2022. Kind of kind of bummed that it's not coming out this year because I am craving like a good Turtles brawler, like hell. I've played through games like Hyperstone Heist. I've played little bit of Turtles in Time and stuff. Those are some fun games. And the original TMNT game on the NES, which that can be hard if you don't know what the hell you're doing. Mm. But, uh, man, it's just classic nostalgia at its best, man. It's like when I saw the game revealed for the first time, I'm like, yes, yes, I want this. I want to play this. And, God, yeah, every time I see it, the combat looks smooth. It has that classic Turtles game flair, and I am immediately just drawn to it. Yeah. I, I, I think the only thing that sucks, though, is this game's only coming to Switch and PC. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer, because I was like, kind of was hoping to have like online co-op and all that, because I feel like this yeah. game would be... This game would obviously be a lot more fun to like play with, with each other, even though like we both beat Streets Rage 4 and Battletoads mm-hmm. without, you know, by ourselves, but I was like, man, I was like... I, that was like the big thing I was hoping for, was like, online co-op out of this and i mean it's, it's coming to switch it's coming to pc as well but it's coming to switch dude and, if that, if that thing had online co-op we could just like a voice chat or something like on discord or where the hell shit yeah it's, just that's that that's way. true i just don't i i think the odds of it happening and the odds of it being good um are just kind of slimmer um but yeah well i'll wait and see if it comes hopefully it comes I'll, hopefully it comes some other stuff though uh next up though we had super monkey ball uh, the Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. It's the, mm-hmm. um, I think the fifteenth anniversary, twentieth anniversary of this game. It's basically like it's kind of like that Super Mario Party, uh, kind of thing they're doing later this year, where it's just like where it's like it's like the greatest hits of all of these things, of all the mini games, stuff like that. Uh, they did say that there's it's only in person co op, which okay. kind of defeats the purpose of this whole fucking game. Uh, like the the whole point of this game is that mini games are a blast. Yeah. Um, and I can't play this with other people online 
it doesn't make any sense why you'd have a mode that specifically aims for that and you don't have online multiplayer in the year 2021 on its 20th anniversary for god's sake i, I know it's i know it's super monkey ball but there's a lot of smaller games that have online uh fucking uh, multiplayer um mario party even though it's garbage has online multiplayer uh i feel like if you're behind the if you're if you're behind the eight ball on this maybe you're fucking up uh, but there, that game's coming fairly soon, I believe. And they said that there's going to be a post, post-launch DLC of Morgana from, uh, okay. Persona 5. Persona 5, right? Yeah, Persona the, 5. The, the, yeah. Uh, they will be a playable character in the game. So Okay, that's cool, though. You have, like, Atlas. You pretty much have, like, a, one of the Atlas characters from the Persona games, the mainline Persona games. So that's cool. A little bit of additional things and stuff. And, you know, I, I am fairly excited about that Monkey Ball game. Don't get me wrong here. I mean, I don't like the idea that there's no online co-op with that stuff. But at the same time, it's basically Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2, you know? And like the yeah. the whole the other one, the Wii game as well. But it's like all those classic courses and stuff. I mean, all the fun shit that you can go through to experience. I mean, hell, I, I still have Monkey Ball 2 on my GameCube. So it's like, eh. Oh, there you go. But um, moving on though, there uh, Splitgate that game's been alpha. It's finally out now. Um, the new map uh, that that game's going it's a free to play game, but it's kind of like taking it's it's been taken off a lot on the in the in the shooter realm. Uh, next up though, uh, Riders Republic they announced an open beta that actually is closed as of today, the twenty eighth. I guess I didn't realize that it closed so early. Um, but it was. There'll be a closed beta you can sign up for, I guess. But um, that game was coming October twenty eighth. Not really. There wasn't really anything announced other than that, though. That there was going to be a um, uh, there was a beta. So, but uh, I've heard very underwhelming things about this game. So, um, I don't. Very. It sounds very uh, steep like. Um, that sounds for, disappointing. For, yeah, which I don't know. I don't really know what the best case scenario for our all for that game would be and my phone's being very stupid right now as i'm trying to why is it not loading nothing is loading gables nothing is loading Uh uh-oh give me a second here give me a second here okay i'm getting somewhere now getting somewhere now (laughs) we're getting somewhere now why are you doing this to me oh (laughs) here we go um so they announced that there is a uh, so the oh fuck was that here so Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga sorry about that people okay. uh, they gave a new trailer for that game they was supposed to come out like two years ago and then obviously then COVID happened so it delayed even more they basically like revamped the Lego games okay. uh, we haven't seen the actual like we've seen some like early gameplay stuff from it like like I said like 2019 I think it was like yes. E3 uh, and they show some gameplay for that that's coming in spring 2022. Looks really good. Looks really cool. Um, I just I fell off the Lego games pretty hard years ago. Um, I used to really enjoy them, but uh, I just fell off of them, you know, like ten years ago. But I, I think a lot of other people did too. So I hope this brings people back, and I hope it does well. And maybe they can make the the Star Wars story cool, because uh, God knows nobody else can. Um, I don't know. I mean, what, what's your kind of hope? hopes for for this game if any uh honestly my hopes for the game is that it's uh fairly enjoyable and stuff and that people will actually go through and take the time to enjoy the content you know because really i'm not really much into star wars that much 
I mean, I like the original Star Wars movies and stuff and some Star Wars games, but at the same time, it's like, this doesn't, this doesn't even do anything for me, really. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, oops, sorry, go ahead. Like I was saying, it's like, if it was like, say, Lego, like Batman or something like that, or maybe the Marvel stuff, you know, yeah, potentially, because those games are interesting to me as well. Yeah. I, like I said, I used to really like those games back in the day. Um, I just the format just kind of became cookie cutter. Uh, and I mean, if this comes out and it does well, a lot of people are seeming pretty, There's a lot of buzz and hype around this game, so hope it comes out and, and hits. Um, next up, this game we talked about years ago, uh, right. Outlast Trials. Uh, oh, wow. So this, uh, I was like, when they announced it, I'm like, this really? This is it's basically it's a co-op survival horror uh, game. Um, it is, uh, so I'm just going to read here the description here. So, uh, you and you, you and your team of up to four are unwillingly test, test subjects thrust to a series of physical and mental ordeals tormented by iconic characters and challenged alone or in teams to survive with their sanity intact. Uh, the game will come out in 2022. Gives me very much like, um, death dead by daylight kind of vibes to it. That does sound like that, doesn't it? So, yeah. And like th- there's those games. Just like roguelikes, stuff like that, these kind of games are a dime a dozen. Anymore, Those asymmetric so. type of like 4v1 style of games have been done to death too. I mean, come on. It's like, I understand what they're initially going for with, okay, let's do like a survival horror thing and stuff. Like four people in a team against like all this other random stuff. All these classic characters from that series, you know, like say the Doctor inside the original Outlast and like yeah. whatever the hell else. Yeah, your, maybe, maybe you can find your waffles in this game. <laughs> but um oh, that's a very old joke for people uh oh, but <laughs> uh yeah i just i don't know I, when i remember when they when this like i think they when it leaked years ago i'm like what why are you doing this and then it's just like they're yeah they're talking about the other iconic characters i'm like you've had two fucking games two this is like this isn't quite ubisoft when they like talk about you know like so and so's iconic hat. I mean, how is it iconic? This is the the game isn't even out yet. Um, it's like they did with that with um I forgot I I for the first time ever I forgot his name. The most generic man in the world from uh, Watch Dogs One. Um, I, I I always used to remember his name because it was so stupid. Ethan Mars. No. I'm thinking of Heavy Rain, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, the character they had like a is like is he had a hat, and he's like it's so and so's iconic hat. I'm like. This is the first game in the franchise. How is this hat iconic already? It's like now we're talking about iconic enemies from a game that we've had two of, and the game has been out for. I, I guess Ubisoft does it. Anybody can do it at this point. I don't know. It's fuck. I uh, it's just I, whatever. I, this game's gonna come out. No one's gonna care. Um, then this next game, Gables. So the only way I could pronounce it is I gotta say Togepi, Dokavi. It's called Dokavi, but I gotta say the other part to get me to that point to say Dokavi. Um, this game is, um, Gables, did you see the trailer for this game? Dokabi. No, I don't think I have. I need you to watch this trailer. I'm going to send this to you too. <laughs> You're going to go through a whirlwind of emotions. This game okay. just keeps going places. So it is basically like an open world. It's the open world Pokemon game that we all want, but it's not okay. Pokemon. But the, the art style is like, looks, is like. Graphically, is really impressive, but also scary as shit. 
And it just, the, it's like a four minute long trailer. And it just keeps getting more like it just keeps getting crazy. Like you're gliding at one point and then you're on a roller roller skates. And then you're on that one wheel skateboard thing that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And then like you're going around town and then you're battling and then you're catching shit. It's just weird. It just huh. I don't know if, if I'm ex- familiar. I'm excited about this game and I don't it's I don't even want to play it. I'm just excited for this game. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what it is. I don't know what it's coming to. I don't know when it's coming out. I there's no news on that, um, but it's happening, Gables. It's happening. Um, but yeah, it it goes some places. I just I just need you to do me that favor and watch this trailer for me. Uh, another game, Jet the Far Shore. Uh, this is the PS4 or PS5 exclusive game. Um, actually, it might be coming PS4, but it was announced last year at the PlayStation event. It's, uh, it's coming October fifth to. Um, PS5, and I believe that's 4 as well. It's like the No Man's Sky uh, space exploration, ex- space game looking game, but it's like, you know, it's definitely like a smaller budget. Uh, they had a preview event uh, that, that came out a few days ago, and nobody really seemed to like it. So let's <laughs> just tell you something. It's very rare when like a preview event happens and people come away with like negative feelings. Uh, and But that was one of them. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, there's, I don't think there's too much to say on that game, but. It's coming October fifth. I, I was hoping. I, I was thinking with that date it would be a PS Plus game, but it's not. So, uh, yeah, um, it's also coming to PC as well, though. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West got a release date. It's going to come out February uh, February eighteenth to PS four and PS five. Um, uh, I think they said. Uh, oh no, never mind. I, thought, I misread that. But yeah, um, so it's coming. That we didn't we didn't need more gameplay on it. Just the release date. Uh, there is the rumored uh, state of play coming in September, so maybe we'll see some more from that then. But uh, yeah, we finally got a release date for that. Uh, it's, it's crazy that the two big uh, exclusives from PlayStation and, and Xbox uh, got release dates at um, Jeff Keighley's thing. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's fairly interesting. Uh, Gales, I'm gonna have to find this thing later. I saw a, uh, a screenshot that someone posted. Uh, next, the next three months of 2022 the first three months of 2022 are fucking wild they're Uh, stacked yes it's crazy uh so it's like a full year's worth of triple a releases are releasing in the first three months of 2022 yeah it's basically like two holiday seasons but without mine take out the call of duty but put like imagine two like holiday periods put together basically is what we're getting um yeah, it's nuts. Speaking of February 2022 and uh, PlayStation games uh, getting release dates, February 22nd, Sifu, which is that martial art like roguelike oh, game. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's coming out on February 22nd. So, you anybody if um, your wallets are fucked is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, the uh, the the one more thing was we got a, like a six minute trailer that uh, Hideo Kojima put together himself. Uh, Death Stranding's director's cut, showing off a bunch of stuff like you have a like a, a robot that helps you that'll carry stuff for you. He even carry you for you. You have a catapult that'll shoot you across places. You have boot stabilizers. Uh, you that you can jump down the mountain now. You can fall from long distances. You have ramps you can build. Um, you know, you have the buddy bot. He'll carry stuff for you, or he'll just give you a ride to places. Uh, they have like racetracks you can put down. Basically, they're just like taking away all the parts of the game. Which is great because everything is great about the game except for the game. 
Um, so I got to say, Gables, I am tempted when this game comes out next month to give it a chance for the fourth time on when it, I'll pay the $10 upgrade to just not have to play the game and just get to the cutscenes. God forbid that's the only part that's cool, interesting about that game. So they take away. So basically, what's going on is he's taking away the portion of the game where people hate the most, and that's walking from place to place. People, I mean, people like a lot of people love that game. There's a lot of people that made that. That was their game of the year. That was Justin's game of the year. Oh. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of people like game journalists that love that game. It's very much like the like we were talking about before the podcast. Like, there's a whole 12, 12 minutes thing uh, that was going on. We're like, mm-hmm. and like no more heroes three, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. We're like. That game came out and people either there was no like middle ground. It's like either you love it or hate it kind of thing, uh, and yeah. So it sounds like if you want to like, there's new missions and stuff like they've added a bunch of like story content to it as well. It's not just that, but there's like all these like kind of like um, quality of life improvements. But basically, it's just like we're gonna make it so you have to do very little as possible. Like the, uh. if you just want like if you don't want to spend an hour tracking and and walking and falling down mountains and trying to find the best path to get to places we could just get rid of that for make it as easy for you as possible which is great because i had that game on very easy and i still fucking was infuriated by that game uh so yeah uh i'm tempted now to give that an unprecedented fourth attempt <laughs> on, on that game uh so we'll have to wait and see i'm like i'm like 25 hours in Dude, i got it like I, you it's like you buy that you upgrade your thing and all of a sudden it's like hey I just beat it in a couple hours. I'm happy. Yeah, right? It's like, well, it's like seven hours. You got to remember it's a Kojima game. So there's at least six and a half hours of cutscenes. So I'll, I'll beat it in like seven hours. Um, but yeah. Um, God damn it. Cables. I'm probably going to end up I'm probably gonna end up doing it. I'm buying yeah, it for 10 are. bucks. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I don't know why I'm going to fight it. I don't know if I'm going to. I'm not. I probably won't buy it in next month because God knows the, 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 the fall is. I mean, it's looking pretty. It's looking pretty stacked. Even though there's like there's some gaps in there, it, there there's some there's some big games coming. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was everything on Gamescom or opening night live. That is, um, I thought it was a really good show. It was like two hours long. Uh, it was very much front loaded though. The first like forty minutes was just like fucking craziness. Like Saints Row, new Marvel game, Halo, just a ton of shit. And then there was like a stretch in there where it was like. Okay, this is all right. This is all right. I mean, if you, it was very much like if you're into it, you're into it. If you're not, you're not. And then like the back, like the back, like 20 minutes or so was just, you know, Horizon, uh, Sifu, uh, Death Stranding, you know, Director's Cut, if you're into that kind of stuff. But like it was just kind of, I think as a one more thing, it was kind of disappointing. Well, they did have the part where uh, Jeff Keighley did announce that there's a Muppet movie coming out later this year. And he is he has a cameo in it, which if you like, if you know Jeff Keighley, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool one more thing, honestly. <laughs> like you, I I love Jeff Keighley. I really do. I love opening Light live. I love his summer game fest stuff. I love game awards. I look forward to it. Like I think uh, he get a lot of people out there just don't like him. I don't really know why. Uh, I I love him. I I and it's like it's so cool. To, like see like um, like I I just love because like if he didn't do this shit, nobody else would. Um, uh, yeah, that's like, very true. I would much rather have game awards than not have game awards. Like that shit is awesome. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, it was it's very cool. Like he is a he talks about he's very open about it. he's a huge Muppet Muppets fan. So it's really awesome for him the fact that he's gonna be he's gonna have a cameo in the Muppet movie. So <laughs> uh, that was kind of cool. That was like that was one more thing. But I thought overall it was a, it was a good event. It was a little long. That's the only problem I have sometimes with Jeff Keighley stuff is like 
he needs like an editor sometimes because some of those events just drag on too long. But uh, I thought it was very good. You know, it's like we had we, we had, it's not it's not E three like a, a normal E three like a you know like not this year's E three but like past year's E three or anything like that. But there's there's a good enough there's enough big announcements in here uh, that I thought it was very enjoyable. And the fact that he had Death Stranding end it tells me Gables that the next Kojima game that's supposed to be an Xbox exclusive is going to be a Game Awards. Possibly, yeah, that's a pretty strong possibility at this point yeah. in time. Because, let's be perfectly honest, Jeff Keighley and stuff has given a lot of free time and stuff like that to Hideo Kojima to showcase Death Stranding, get out a whole bunch of stuff. And you are probably onto something right there. The next Kojima game, it's going to be showcased in December. I yeah. agree with you. That sounds like it's going to be a given. Yeah. So, and well, interesting. The- you people like the the part like I was on with there were sections of like this whole event that just kind of like that weren't very good, but they were basically like there's parts where like, you know like, you know he's not paying money to like, like an Xbox or PlayStation they'll give money to people like, hey, we'll pay you to put this game in our event, kind of thing like we'll pay you to like, to announce Devil May Cry Five at our Xbox event we'll give you money for that like the, for, so we have that moment and people when they think. Devil May Cry Five, they think Xbox kind of shit. Yep. Um, PlayStation does too. Nintendo does as well. Everybody does yep. it. Um, Jeff Keighley doesn't do that. He doesn't have obviously. He's not a big corporation. He doesn't have that money. Um, so the fact that he's able to like get uh, the release date from for Halo when there's an Xbox event the day before, the fact that he's able to like they're they're willing to hold all the information for him. The fact that he's able to get the Horizon date. Uh, the fact that he's able to get all these games revealed at his event says something. But also, it's like when you see like a lot of like basically these ads for like these like why is this game here? Why are they talking about this here? It's like they're probably paying him to be at this event. Yeah. So that, like, there's a balancing act. There's pol- there's politics you got to play in this stuff. You know, it's like everything. You know, I I I'm the placement. Like we don't want to be here. We don't we we want to be at the beginning. We want to we want to be the one more thing kind of stuff. Like that's uh, I think the fact that the de- death training was the one more thing tells me that. You know, this is the, that this is like we'll do the, we'll we'll put you at the, we'll make you the one more thing here, but uh, game awards you're gonna you you're gonna be there Kojima, like that's that's what I'm getting out of that. That's my I mean obviously I don't know for a fact but that's what I think. Um, but yeah, that's it for the big news. Uh, let's move on to some of our uh, quick hitters here, Gables. Okay. Uh, so one thing here, this basically I'm gonna let you take it away here on this one. So Destiny Two had a bunch of, for, speaking of Gamescom, had a bunch of updates here. So I want you to tell uh, tell us and what uh, oh you think is going with that and w- what's your opinions on what they showed off. All right. So basically, Bungie had their own type of showcasing event in uh, celebration of an anniversary for Destiny Two that's coming up, and not just Destiny Two. I think just Destiny in general. But uh, anyway, what this presentation had to revolve around is in regards to its next major expansion that's going to be releasing in early 2022 by the title of uh, The Witch Queen. And so the Witch Queen expansion thing is based upon a character that's been on and off and stuff over the past like few years and stuff in Destiny 2 called Sabathun. And Sabathun is like a... is a representative of like... Uh, of uh, the Hive and stuff like that. I think she is like one of the daughters of some of like... Uh, not... Don't quote me on that because I'm still kind of like 
I'm still kind writing of like it, I'm uh, writing it down. I, I'm gonna put it on the internet. Yeah, I'm still Deals, kind of like learning like a bit about the term, like the terms and stuff like that, and the story wise for Destiny and stuff. One of my other friends is better in that type of field than I am, but at the same time, what basically what this is is like Bungie was showcasing this new expansion and new features that are coming to this game come next year. One of them is a crafting system and stuff for their weapons, which is interesting because you could simultaneously choose a specific weapon that you like, right? And if you're going to be crafting this weapon, you can craft like certain types of abilities and certain types of things onto these weapons. So currently inside Destiny 2, you can acquire a weapon by basically almost anything, killing enemies, completing missions, doing some sort of like dungeons or side quests or whatever the hell you choose to do that. You earn a specific weapon. It will have a specific types of abilities automatically for some, but you are relying upon like RNG in order to acquire certain other types of traits and abilities. Now, unless you have like a, like a companion app on your phone or something, like I use this thing called Little Light, and quintessentially what that does is like it keeps track of what you get in Destiny 2 and stuff. And uh, it will tell you, like, okay, this weapon is very good in PvP. This is very... This god... This weapon is very good in PvE. Okay, this is going to be a god roll for this for this mode, or this and that, you know. So, quintessentially, before then, we were relying upon, like, RNG rolls. Like, just random chance in order to get these good or, like, fantastic weapons. But now with this new feature coming in, 2022, with the crafting of weapons, it makes the process... A little bit easier as now you're going to be farming resources mm-hmm. in order to gather the materials needed in order to create these specific type of weapons but you get to choose the type of traits and stuff you give these weapons and so that's one of the features that was unveiled with that but uh another had to be in regards to clarifying certain things for like with season 15 the season of lost they show a little bit of like season of the lost one of the major things that is coming with this season is the, t- the thing with uh there's like an ammo change for primary weapons, for like primary ammo and stuff. So before you got to collect certain like cartridges and stuff to replenish your primary ammo and stuff, kind of the same thing you do with like your special ammo and your heavy ammo. Well, they made primary ammo infinite. And so you don't have to worry about running out of weapons, you know, running out of ammo, which can be a problem, especially if you're going inside certain dungeons or certain raids or certain like other stuff where you'll go through all your ammo pretty quickly if you don't know what you're doing. Like, I've been in a couple cases with friends and stuff where I have been trying to search for ammo cartridges and stuff like that in order to try to get things done in a specific mission. But uh, that was, like, one of those new features. But on top of that, they announced that there's different types of dungeons, different types of, like, uh, missions, and there's different things that are going to be releasing in this new expansion thing. So, later on, or so, like, at uh, work and stuff, I get a text message from my friend. He's saying that, uh, he's like, yeah, I was naughty, and I went through and I purchased this and stuff, and you should purchase this, too. And that leads me into the next thing that Bungie did go through and uh, announced. There are different purchasing options for this expansion. So, the set game in and of itself, the set expansion is, like, I believe it's $40, $30 or $40, just for the base game alone, that has that content and this and that. Well, there's another, there's like another bundle of it that has like, uh, like a 30th anniversary or something like that that has has its own specific sets. 
And then there's like another one that has another specific set of sets and stuff like that. What I'm saying is there are three to four different types of pay options and stuff. And the one that my friend went with was the $100 version of this thing where you get everything, including including like not only you're getting the expansion you're getting like these special dungeons and there's special like type of other things but you get to pay like for basically four seasons of this expansion so to put things to perspective for those that are not familiar with destiny 2's season format you pay for each season so it's like for this latest season i had to pay ten dollars so if you think of it this way, it's like you're paying $10 per season in order to get this, like, uh, loadout and stuff, what you're going to earn and this and that. You're basically paying for four seasons, which is $40 worth, on top of getting the expansion, which in and of itself, they valued at $40. And on top of that, you get, like, the 30th anniversary type of daily for Bungie or whatever the hell it is. Okay. And that mm-hmm. is pretty much in and of itself, like a set amount and stuff. So that's what it justifies trying to sell this thing for $100. Now, with that being said, how I feel about it is, honestly, it's sort of mixed. I mean, I'm glad that there are specific, like, uh, I'm glad for all the content that's coming out. I am not a fan of locking specific game modes and, like, specific, like, dungeons and everything else on one purchasing tier. Because, quintessentially, you're, uh, you're telling your fan base... Okay, you could just purchase this individually, but you'll miss out on this other set right here that has all these other special dungeons and I have all these other special things that should be inside of the expansion to begin with without yeah. having to pay more for that set. But uh, on top of that, it's telling your consumers, yeah, you could spend, like, say, $40 for this or... $30 for that, or $60 for this, but if you want the full-on experience on top of everything else, like exotic ghosts and like all this other shit, paying for all these other seasons, you have to spend $100 on this stuff. And I was fairly turned off by that, because it's like, yeah, sure, I want to play your expansion. And quite honestly, I probably will play your expansion for the next year, but I don't want to pay $100 for this. I don't want to be forced and be told that, oh, unless you buy the highest amount, you're not going to get the full experience of this and that, you know? So it's quintessentially the same type of AAA bullshit that other companies have done, you know? And I understand what it is and why they're doing it. At the same time, it doesn't make it right to lock certain game content behind specific purchasing tiers. That is the biggest issues I've had with it. That being said... The Bungie showcase in of itself did address a bit of issues of what, like, the fans of the community have been, uh, like, complaining about and have been wanting to try to accomplish and wanting for years in regards to this game. But uh, from what I've gathered from, like, some bit of the Destiny 2 community, I mean, there are plenty of people that really love the whole expansion thing coming up here for Witch Queen. I mean... Like, my friend, he's excited about it. Our clan group, they're very excited about it because it's delving into specific characters and, like, specific type of, like, scenarios in the story with uh, the Witch Queen, like, gaining, like, like uh, light like light energy and stuff and having her, having her and her hive mates having all these, like, freaking ghosts and stuff like that. The same thing as Guardians and this and that. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic with that. But overall, I thought the Bungie showcase was good, but in terms of Bungie's like decisions in terms of their offerings and specific packages, I don't really agree with, and I don't really like all that much. Yeah, no, I, I'm just I'm trying to like look into it, see kind of like 
Okay, I remember like the um, what was the last la- la- not last light? Um, Beyond light. Beyond light. Thank you. I remember that one had different like pricing tiers, which isn't new in yes. gaming. Like, I I was on here not too long ago complaining about how um, the uh, what is it? Oh, Madden. Like, they bumped the price up. It's a hundred dollars to get it three days early instead of seventy dollars. Where it used to be sixty and eighty. Now it's seventy and a hundred. Uh, so like I actually just bought the the base edition for the first time in a long time. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, so there's three editions you can get. There's a forty dollars standard edition. Okay. Comes with the gameplay, new six player activity, new raid, gear, weapon crafting, uh, glaive weapon architect archetype. Um, it's supposed to be a new weapon architect. Yeah. Okay. Um, so and then there's an eighty dollar eighty dollar excuse me eighty dollar deluxe edition. That comes with all that stuff. Uh, the two dungeons um, is in the eighty dollar one. Uh, it's basically oh, so the eighty dollar one has the dungeons. It has four has so basically. Oh God, this I'm on this web this weird website and it, it's just full of ads and it's driving me goddamn nuts. Um, I'm just having issues with technology today. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the eighty dollar edition here. If I can get back to it, if it'll quit fucking with me. Um, it, it does have the two dungeons. Um, wait, doesn't? Yeah, two dungeons will be added in year five. Uh, two exotic SMGs. Uh, you have a exotic sparrow, and also will pay for the f- next four seasons. So really, it's like yeah. it's you're paying more up front, but you you're getting if you're you know you're you're gonna buy all four seasons anyways. So you're just paying for all four seasons in advance. And then the thirty the thirtieth anniversary bundle that's a hundred. Basically, the only difference between the eighty dollar and the hundred dollar is some of the like you get some like ornament sets and different like skins and shaders. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's definitely like a big. I, I agree, it's kind of shitty to put that eighty dollar put hiding behind the eighty dollar edition, but like or the eighty or hundred dollar edition. But yeah, like I feel like for the most part though, like it's I, if you can if you can swing it like. You're not paying any more in the long term. Like short term, you're paying more. But like I said, like Gables or anybody else, else like you, they're probably just like counting on those. It's 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 bullshit because they're gouging, not really gouging, but they're like getting that money up front from their their hardcore fan base. Um, which unfortunately, stuff like this is usually like the people that get you know hit the most. But yep. uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy that they're they're putting two dungeons. And God knows those two dungeons will probably be like nothing of like importance. It's like yeah, when that really. when PlayStation had like the exclusive stuff from uh, like a year exclusivity on shit from Xbox uh, for a Destiny one, and it was like the most minute of shit that everyone <laughs> cared about. That's very uh, true. So it'll probably end up being shit like that. Like you're gonna in the end, you're not paying any more money, but uh, you know it's just kind of the, it's it's the idea of it. It's just it's still kind of shitty. Uh, but Gable's kind of a last one here for our quick hitters is. Um, so No More Heroes came out uh, just yesterday as a recording, um, but uh, Suda51 did announce that this is the end of the No More Heroes journey, uh, the Travis Touchdown story, that um, that this is it. So we've had three full games, and then the uh, the little the kind of the smaller game that came out a couple years ago. Uh, you're you you've been the the No More Hero Heroes guy uh, among us here. Uh, Kind of what's, what's your thoughts and feelings about the, this being the end of this franchise? 
Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm kind of sad because, yeah, you do have to end this series, like, eventually in some bunch regards, but it's, like, it's interesting to see that because it's, like, how popular as of late Noble Heroes has gotten, especially with the announcement of the third game and stuff, and especially with the uh, other game, that side game and stuff, between 2 and 3, it's, like, it's interesting to see that series from where it is and stuff into where it is now, which basically the first two No More Hero games were called classic games on the Wii. Like, few people did go through and play it on the Wii. Some played it on the PS3 when that did go through and release. And most recently, this year has gotten a resurgence of popularity because they re-released on the Switch, both yeah. 1 and 2. So for the third one and stuff, I know it's been getting sort of like mixed reviews from like different types of people, but from what it sounds like to me from some of the basic crux of the reviews and stuff, that it's quintessentially more of the same like No More Heroes 1 and 2 was, which in my honest opinion, you know, I'm still going to go through and want to play the game because I'm a fan of the series and I want to go through and have some closure on it. And you know what? At that same time and stuff, I'm happy for No More Heroes, the series as it was and stuff, and Suda51, he wants to create that new content and stuff, and like do all sorts of new things and stuff, and he's more than welcome to do that. More or less than like just saying, you know what? Hey, that sounds like sounds like the end of one chapter and opening to another for the yeah. Suda51. Yeah, and I mean, that's going to be like, kind of, it's going to come off kind of dickish, and I'm not trying to be that way, but it's like, I guess it's like who would have thought five years ago or even a you know a few years ago that we you would get a third one of these games, let alone another like smaller game on top of that? Yeah. So it's like I don't know, like I it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's awesome. It, it's it's sad that it's the end, but it's like I also feel like it's very rare that like especially in like in anything, but especially in video games where it's like shit just gets to end on their terms and like um the creator's terms where it's not like, you know, like I talk about, you know, it's like for me, it's like Metal Gear Solid. Like that game didn't, you know, didn't get to end on Kojima's terms. And yeah. God knows, uh, you know, like it, it it ended without an ending. I mean, it four ended it, but like there's a, there's a gap in there that was supposed to be filled in, but wasn't filled in. And right. it's like, God knows they're going to keep making those games. So it's kind of those things where it's just like, I, I think it's one of those things is like, if you're a fan, you love these games, that's awesome for you. And it's like, at least you're going to have, looks like potentially a definitive ending here. And you got to assume with, the, I mean, I'm not a No More Heroes guy at all, but like the fact that he's probably going to wrap it up with a nice bow at the end of three is probably to be assumed on that. Yeah. So, I don't know, just trying to find you know, the positive in all this. But um, Gables, uh, moving on from all that, we are now into what we've been playing. Gables, I want it from you. What have you been playing, buddy? All right, so I did... Earlier on, I think before recording, even like uh, mentioning to you that I did purchase the Ghost of Tsushima, the PS5 edition. Yep. I did have a little bit of time to experiment around with it, and I will say, yeah, it definitely does run better, does look better than, say, on the PS4, especially on the PlayStation 4 Pro, because this is the type of version and stuff that does not just 4K, but also the 60 frames per second and stuff on 4K, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, on top of it, I'm noticing like all sorts of various like improvements in regards to the visual fidelity of it. Gameplay wise, still plays good, but at the same time, I have to relearn how to play the game because, for God's sake, I try yeah. to get into combat and stuff, and I forgot how to switch between different styles and stuff. And 
I gotta admit, even when you're battling other, like, uh, Mongolian, like, Mongol soldiers and stuff like that, and you're slicing them and stuff like that, and the blood splatters all over, like, uh, your garb, it's, it looks so fucking realistic with that shit. But, uh, yeah, you know what, I'm going to look forward to playing that some more, because now that I actually have it, like, on my current system, I have it downloaded, I have everything else, I still have to use my Ghost of Tsushima disc that I have for PS4 in order to play it mm. on PS5, but at the same time, I'm going to go through this game sooner or later and beat it, at least. But uh, i also been playing more Destiny 2 because Season 15 release, Season of the Lost, and going through the whole rigmarole stuff of uh, getting used to like, the new like stuff that added in, like I was saying previously, like primary ammo being infinite, all sorts of different weapons are going through, a lot of the... Uh, like the mods and stuff that you get through like the artifact this season the artifact you hope this season and stuff has to do we're in predominantly with like fusion rifles and linear fusion rifles as a matter of fact like uh, the season pass that you that destiny 2 players are buying this season has the specific type of linear fusion rifle that equips inside of not uh, not the kinetic but like the energy weapon slot which uh use special ammo and all this and all that and stuff but I do like it somewhat because it's like, it doesn't take too long to go through and charge up the fire, but it's very potent. And the catalyst, the conditions you have to try to uh, fill up and stuff in order to get the, earn a catalyst to like an exotic weapon for this one doesn't seem like it's that difficult. Especially since this week, since it's like one of the first major like weeks of the season and stuff, you get to play a mode called Momentum Control and PvP. And you can easily get kills because the health and stuff of uh, the players on the other side... Like, the players in general are, like, uh, is not that big. So you can easily get, like, headshots or easily get this or that. It's almost like a one-shot kill sort of things with a lot of uh, players and stuff. And so I was able to complete one condition for the catalyst of the weapon. And now I'm going through stage two of it. Because that's just the thing. With some of these exotic missions and, like, regular missions in general, they'll go through and tell you the steps on which you have to go through and do. So... With every other season and stuff, you have a main story that gets told, like, uh, in chunks every, like, week, pretty much. And so there's, like, about 50-something steps, and I'm, like, at season... I'm, like, at step, like, uh, five or six. Um, It's basically... The rest of the steps are going from here on. It's going to be he from here on to the rest of the season. It's going to be, like, weekly. So, we're dealing with one of the longest seasons right here for season 15, where it starts in August and it's going to end in February. <laughs> so, we got a good solid September, October, November, December, January. A good solid five months of this season. Yeah. So, there's so much content that you can go through and do. I'm already completing, like, uh, seasonal, like, triumphs and stuff like that to, uh, like, complete with my repertoire stuff and increase that. But, uh... One of my friends inside of our Discord thing for our clan like posted a picture, and it wasn't even like a day and a half, and somebody's already hit the level 100 cap for like uh, the season, the season pass for season of the Lost, and it's like we're all like, what the hell? How the hell do you do that? It's like, well, he has no life. Essentially, yeah. it's like that's the that, most easiest way to think. It's that like dude that. from the World of Warcraft episode of South Park. <laughs> yeah, just like just. Like, going through and just doing this, all this other stuff. Like, ah. Uh. Putting Ben Gay on his wrist. Fight oh to the pain. Oh, my God. Ben Gay on the wrist. 
But honestly, from what I've been playing so far, the new mode is interesting. The new uh, six-player mode. Quintessentially, last season you had to do this thing called Override, where it's like a, a six-player mode that you have to go through and accomplish certain modes in order to do this and do that. This one is sort of different, where it's like we are inside of the, the Dreaming City, which is the main hubber that was initially part of the previous expansion, Forsaken. And uh, we're going through the Dreaming City, we're earning a bunch of different things and stuff. And this mode, in and of itself, you're facing off against like a, various forms of the Taken and Hive. Not Hive, like stuff. And it's actually fairly fun in regards to what you gotta do. I've only played through it maybe a couple different times, so... I definitely want to go through and play some more of it from here on to February. But uh, hopefully, hopefully I don't get burnt out with this season fairly quickly. Because yeah. it's going to be going to go through five months of this type of stuff. So if I'm if I'm getting to that point and stuff where I get to burn out early and stuff, then I'm just going to say right then because that's exactly how I was with season 14. Because I could totally see myself going inside of this season, going through for like maybe a good solid month off and on while playing other games and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I want to fully focus on something else. <laughs> but uh, yes, Destiny 2 Season of the Lost so far has been interesting. I'll say that. But other than that though, I've been just playing little odd, odds and end games, like nothing like too concrete. It feels like I'm juggling three or four different games and stuff like that without focusing upon a one main one that I could just plow through. But that's it for me. What have you been playing, Tyler? Um, so a couple games. I uh, I did. I talked about it a little bit last week. Cause I, ju- I just started it, but I finished uh, Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, okay. I ended up really really liking this game. Uh, so it is a roguelike. Ro- I guess more of a rogue light. I guess in that sense. Um, but uh, it's a dating sim slash uh, Hades style roguelite where you're going down. Like you're yeah. going, th- so you go to like you you this character, you go to this town. I think it's like Verona Beach, and you end up bumping into all of these um, different these different characters that like also turn into weapons, uh, and you use those weapons to fight down. Like so, the first the first area you're in a mall and you're fighting like down these levels, and the more you use these these uh, weapons, the more you like fill up your like your experience points, your bar. With them, but you're like bar can only go up so many points uh, per level, and then when you hit the max for that level, in between the battling, you can go yes. on it. You go on a date with them, and you can give them, you can craft items which you can give to them that will uh, give them more experience points for the next level. Uh, I think like the max level is like level six for each character, and after okay. each level, you go on a date with them. Uh, and it's you know there's, there's it's all over the place on like. You know, um, it's, I think there's like, I started to even meet all the characters because you, you find some of them, uh, that you date, you find them like down in the dungeons, you'll find a weapon and like, you basically rescue them from, from this dungeon that they're in. Um, and then you can like go on, you could text them and have, you can like at any point you can like, I you, you can, like, they, if you're not, they're not vibing with you, they'll break it off with you. You can break it off with them. You can go, you could choose not to go on these dates if you want to or not. Um, I was going on all the dates with all of them. Um, there's like uh, Sunder, who was he's the weird like vampire guy that owns a nightclub. Uh, there's Valerie, uh, I think is how you say her name. She's the one I ended up going with. 
I mean, you could be there. There's a, a non-binary person in this game. There is uh, multiple gay, gay characters in this game. Um, you can do whatever you want in this game, uh, which is really cool. Interesting. There's like the one guy that's like um, doesn't understand. No means no, Eric. Uh, but like, it, it's a very cool. Like this game has got a lot of like cool vibes and like really like it's very up like very positive like the music in this game is actually like really cool as well but it's like the whole time i'm playing this it's like it's just so like bright and colorful it's like i'm just having a good time like even like it's like it's all like there's no cutscenes. it's just like you're t looking at a, like a still screen and like talking to this person back and forth you can choose like your dialogue options and things you say you can hurt or help you um and you can like I said you can give them items and they can reject it or they can love it and that will affect you as well. And like the, the higher up level you get, the more like the, the you know, obviously the better, the more damage you do as you go through it. Um, the game, it can be pretty short though. Cause like, it, like I said, it's, it, I think I'd be in like six hours, but like you can, everything's like I said, every time you like finish a floor with a, with a weapon, it raises up your, you get so many experience points for, for doing that. Um, you have experience points as well that you gain um, for each run. And the nice thing is, like, it's not like a full, like, like I said, it's a roguelite in a sense that, like, each each dungeon, so there's two dungeons, and then there's, like, the final boss area. Um, each dungeon has 12 floors, uh, but every four floors you go through, you can actually, like, and you die. So, say I, I made it to floor six, you know, I die. Um, I can jump back in at either one floor one or floor, or floor five. And then the same thing with floor nine. And then you have to, you know, you can start before nine, but you still got to make it all the way through nine and then get to beat the final boss at, at 12. So um, I, I was able to beat it in like maybe a dozen runs. Uh, like I said, there's only, I mean, like I said, there's only uh, two dungeons. And then, and I, that was, I did a little bit of grinding as well too in there. Uh, it's because I wanted to get to like the, the max level with uh, Valerie uh, before I got to the final boss. Um but I mean, there's way more. There's it's just all about like how much grinding you want to do, how much playing through it over and over again you want to do to like like I said, you can't get like max level with multiple characters. Um, I got to like level, so I played through like a done a run until I maxed out one character, and then I switched to the next. You can after every level, you can switch between the weapons. Like I said, each partner is a weapon. Like literally, they transform into a weapon. So it's like uh, like Valerie, she was a dagger. There's another person that's like uh, like a long sword, um, that's like or like a basic sword. And then like the Sandra, who's like the vampire, he hits like uh, his attacks are a little faster, or not a little faster, but like they do like uh, a little bit of damage ongoingly. Uh, there's another guy like he's like uh, from South Korea and he's like in a really famous boy band, um, and he has like he's more of like a heavy weapon, so like a heavy sword. So like his they do more damage with their slower attacks, kind of stuff. It's very like simplistic gameplay. It's not like, you know, you have you you have you have a heavy attack, uh, a regular attack, and then you do like a dodge roll, and you can like heal, and like that's all you can do. Um, but it's very simplistic, um, and like each like each dungeon has like you're fighting a lot of the same enemies over and over again, but they're just kind of thrown at you in unique ways. But like for me, like I said, like the game doesn't like overstay its welcome, at least if you don't want it to. Like I said, I beat it like six seven hours, and that was just me doing a little bit of grinding because I wanted to. Uh, I could have probably beaten the game faster if I wanted to, but like I really focused uh, mainly my my main goal was max level Valerie and beat the game. Uh, but I got to like level three or four with a few other characters and like 
Level two, there's like one of the characters you can date is a cat. That's the thing. Okay. If that's what you're into, Gables. Um, not saying you are, but if you are, that's <laughs> an option. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. I I really like the game. I think like it's it sounds very corny. It sounds very cheesy. It's like you see the, like those uh, those dating sims out there, and it's like that's not really for me. It's like and they're not, but like I thought they were like. The, Makes it kind of reconsider maybe they are, but like I feel like if, like I couldn't do like a three, four, five hour game of just the dating part. Having the gameplay parts in between was like really broken up because there'd be chunks of time where like, especially if you're like you hit max level with every like with multiple partners in between a run, and you got to do all you got to do three or four dates. You can go 20, 30 minutes without actually playing the the game part of the game. Right. Um, and it's nice like okay, I'm ready to like go play the game now and like do some grinding and getting some levels up and all that stuff. And it's just, it's like, you're always progressing, which is nice. And it's always fun. Um, but yeah, I, I like this game. There's a lot of heart to it. Um, it's on game pass. Um, but yeah, like game pass has been the real MVP this year for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, this game was a fucking blast, uh, for me, uh, for, for like some of that's not really in the low roguelikes or dating Sims. They did a really good job of combining those two things together for me. Another game I played, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I just started it. I've only played like the first, I beat the first section and then like I just started the next section. Uh, but Psychonauts 2, that just also came out to Game Pass as well. That's a big double fine game that's been been developed for years now. Uh, but yeah, it's finally out now. It's on Game Pass. Um, I am not a big platforming guy, so I'm going to open that up right away. And I remember like Psychonauts back in the day. I just don't like the art style too much. I really don't. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't like it. It's like that night before night, nightmare before Christmas style. I just never liked it ever. Even as a kid, didn't like it. And I, I like, I think overall I'm playing through the game and I'm enjoying it so far, despite all these elements of things I don't like. I'm not, like I said, I don't hate platformers. I, there's definitely platformers. I do like through 3d platformers. Uh, but I am, I'm enjoying it so far, but like I am, not loving it and like and like this is probably more of a me thing than anybody else but like i think the characters are very charming i like the the you know with raz and all the characters in between like he talks to you and like um they do a really good job of like at the beginning of like explaining like the story from from one and there's also that vr game that came out a couple years ago that is actually like ties into the whole story as well um so they do a good job of like explaining what happens there so like i wasn't completely lost at the beginning uh but there's definitely is like some like okay like i got some catching up here i gotta do but like even with all that like i i like the characters part i just like i'm I'm not like i said not the biggest platformer uh which i can get through like i, I definitely enjoy them when they're really good uh i just the big thing for me is like getting past the style, which i do not love but so far um i like it but i could see why people are calling this one of the best games of the year for sure uh, but for right now, so far, I I like it. That's that's all I've been playing. I I, I want to give us. I want to play it some more. Uh, like I said, I'm probably like two hours into it, so not not like I, I'm like, like I, said, I basically beat the the first like the training section, and then I did like you go back to like this like this uh, school basically. Uh, I did like a bunch of like stuff in there, and then I just started the next section. So I at least want to get through like another section or two before like i really like decide if i want to keep keep progressing or not but that's why i've been playing gables but i think the guys i think that's actually gonna wrap it up for us this week um thank you guys so much for listening if you like this please go to all our social channels everywhere 
Uh, like, follow, subscribe for us. We're on YouTube. We're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Anchor, uh, Spotify. We're on everything. Just look up Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunk Nerds Podcast, Drunk Nerds. You'll find us on there. Please, five-star reviews, likes, thumbs-ups, comments, shares. Shares probably the best thing you can do for us. Uh, the more you can do that for us, the more it helps us out, the more we can get eyeballs on us. Uh, so, yeah, we really appreciate it if you guys do that for us. And we also appreciate you guys for, for, uh, listening to this podcast. So, until next time, I was your host, I was Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gables. So, until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun week. Play some fun video games. But most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, Gables. Too sweet. Too sweet. Bye, guys. See ya.